Hello and welcome to the All Rookie Podcast. Today is November 29th, 2021, and I'm your host, William Harris, aka William is Bill. Now, today we're coming off of a great weekend of basketball, especially for our rookies. Uh, we're going to go into my top 15 rookies thus far throughout the season. There's been a lot going on, uh, a lot of improvements, a lot of guys starting to get minutes. So I'm going to set the scene about where all the rookies are as far as their rankings right now going into the rest of the season. So, you know, we pretty much played about 20 games for some teams. So it's like 18 to 20 games for most teams. And this is a good gauge, I feel, on the rookie rankings. But before we go into that, I'm going to go over this weekend's standout rookies since, you know, we had Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So quick little skim through of that. On Friday, some of my top performers were Scotty Barnes. He has 17 points, seven rebounds, four assists, two steals, and one block. That's our category stat filler, our potential rookie of the year candidate, leading candidate, Scotty Barnes, of course, doing it all and setting the table for the Raptors. And especially right now with Pascal Siakam out, uh, he's injured uh, a little bit. I think he might have missed one game, but Scotty Barnes always was going to step up. And I know OG Ananobi is out as well. So when they either of those two are out, Scotty normally performs even better than his great games with them both there. <laughs> Also on Friday, we had Franz Wagner, 15 points, five rebounds, four assists. Another consistent, solid game from Franz Wagner. Loving those points. He's uh, playing a lot better than I figured he would be playing. And, you know, I can't do anything but commend him on his season thus far. And Kay Cunningham had a good game on Friday with 10 points, six rebounds, six assists, and three steals. Gotta love those three steals. That's Truly incredible, in my opinion. It's not an easy task. Uh, on Saturday, we had, once again, Franz Wagner, 12 points and eight rebounds. And he pretty much was the only standout on Saturday. But that just goes to show you, even on a back-to-back, he put up two games in a row that are first-team all-rookie-type level performances. <laughs> and on Sunday, we had three standout performers, Scotty Barnes, again, With 21 points and seven rebounds. And Evan Mobley's first game back from his injury, he had 19 points, 11 rebounds, and three steals, no, three assists, and two blocks. And I mean, to come back after missing so much time with that elbow injury and hit the ground right back where you started. I don't think that's the right saying, but you know what I mean. <laughs> he uh, hit the ground running <laughs> and, you know, put up another great performance, great double-double, like he never left. So Evan Mobley is definitely back to come for that crown for the rookie of the year. So it's going to be an interesting rest of the season for Evan and Scotty, especially. And last but not least, we had a Jericho Sims sighting. That's right. The big man for the New York Knicks has six points six rebounds, and two blocks. That might not sound incredible to you, but truly. that and he played 21 minutes, and for a rookie that was a late second-round pick to get in the game, have 6-6, six, six, and those two blocks are huge. You have to have to love that, and 
you know, it's great to see him getting minutes. He's been getting a lot of DMPs, but he was able to get some shine. So I love that. Love that. Quick little G League notes. Isaiah Miller uh, for Minnesota's G League team put up 20 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists. He was undrafted. Great performance right there for a rookie. And a name you have not heard of since the draft, pretty much, and since he signed his two-way contract, which we all hoped he would get a regular contract. But Nemius Keita, he's on the Kings G League team. He scored 24 points, had 16 rebounds. And ladies and gentlemen, he had seven blocks. That's seven. 24, 16, and seven. Now, imagine if he put up a game like that in the real NBA. Oh, my God. But those uh, were noteworthy performances I felt needed to be, needed to have a light shined on them. And, you know, just, you know, two names you haven't really been hearing in addition to all these other great rookies that we have. So getting straight into our performances. But first, I'm going to give you one little piece of note, news and notes before we get started. Okay. Big news is over the weekend, Jalen Green suffered a left hamstring strain and will be evaluated in one week. So that is truly unfortunate news. We never want to see injuries. Um, they can always be worse, but, you know, we we hate to see a hamstring because that can linger. You know, uh, early in the season, not too long ago, Jalen Brown was out a little over two weeks with a hamstring issue. And so hopefully if it is that, it is just the two weeks, but obviously we hope uh, on the more bright side of things and we hope it could be less, but when when it's a hamstring, they can't rush you back because you can keep re-injuring that same hamstring. So um, it looks like Jalen Green is going to be out for a little bit of time. And if you remember in the summer league, Jalen Green injured his hamstring as well. And that was toward the end of the summer league. And they sat him out the remaining games. And we had time from then to the season. So no one really seemed to care because he would be ready for the season, which he was. But here we are again with another hamstring strain. So that is something that we may have thought was just a one-time thing and not have to worry about again. But maybe we will. So that's just something I had to put out there for you guys. And other news. DeMarcus Cousins, Boogie, Boogie, Boogie DeMarcus Cousins is signing with the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, you're saying to yourself, he's not a rookie. He's older. He's washed up. That's not my words. That's what y'all are saying. So (laughs) why am I mentioning him? Well, Sandro Mamuklashvili, a really talented rookie for the Bucks, has been getting a couple minutes here and there to play back up for the Bucks. Uh, and mainly because Brooke Lopez has been out all season. So Boogie signing with the Bucks hurts Sandro Mamuklashvili. You know, in his limited time he was getting already, that's going to be even less. Or if it stays the same, it just will not grow to a bigger role as long as DeMarcus Cousins is there. So I, that's a pretty um, big piece of news that just broke on Sunday. So I figured I would talk about it on the show and give you a little bit of how it relates to the rookie class now to my top 15 rookies thus far in the season let's get straight to it like there's nothing to it number one you know i know my guy scotty barnes 
it's really a 1A, 1B with Scotty Barnes and Evan Mobley. But Evan Mobley dropped down a little bit because he missed those games with his elbow strain. <laughs> so that hurt him a little bit. You know, Scotty Barnes has missed a couple games as well. So overall, Scotty's played 18 games. Evan has played 16. But just for right now, Scotty Barnes is number one. That is subject to change. So we will see. I won't be biased by the end of the season, okay? <laughs> but in his 18 games, he's been averaging 15 points per game, eight rebounds, three assists, one steal, and 0.6 blocks per game. That is just incredible production. You have to love it. I mean, he is averaging the same amount of rebounds as Evan Mobley. And Scotty Barnes is not a big man. You know, he's a more of a 3 4 could play the point, you know, he really can play just about every position. And to be getting eight rebounds, he's got more assists, more steals. Only thing Evan is leading him in his blocks. So, and, you know, I just love the way he's having an effect on his team. The Raptors, he fits in great. Kyle Lowry was interviewed uh, a couple days ago, talking about how he just loves his infectious attitude, young spirit energy athleticism and right now he's just killing it for the Raptors and that's why he's my number one player number one rookie thus far uh this you know around 20 games into the season now my second player as I already mentioned spoiler alert Evan Mobley in his 16 games he's averaging 14 and a half points per game eight rebounds two and a half assists one steal per game, and almost two blocks per game. That is huge. Uh, that is not something that you can just, you know, say whatever to. Two blocks a game for a rookie is incredible. You know, he's playing great defense as well, him and Scotty Barnes. So that goes to show um, that they're not just offensive players, and that was that's kind of what raises them above all the other rookies. Scotty Barnes and Evan Mobley's defense is truly exceptional. You know, obviously, Davion Mitchell, you think of him when you think of defense as well, and he's having a solid season. We will get to him in a little bit. But Evan Mobley is playing great for this Cavs team. And, you know, right now, the Cavs still play Kevin Love, Laurie Markkinen, uh, Dean Wade, uh, Jared Allen. So there's a lot of big men there, and he's still putting up these minutes. So imagine if they would not have signed Laurie Markkinen or, you know, if Jared Allen wouldn't even have re-signed, Evan Mobley, his, I mean, I can't even imagine what he'd be doing if he had that front court to himself. So truly impressive what Evan Mobley's doing. Can't wait to see what the rest of the season holds for him. Now, number three, I'm going to drop all the way down to a guy that most people have ranked a little bit lower than this, but I'm going with Josh Giddy. Now, his points are a lot less than the other two. He's averaging 11 points per game, but he's averaging seven rebounds, almost six assists, one steal, and 0.6 blocks per game. Josh Giddy is playing incredible for OKC. Every night you see around 11 points, seven rebounds, six assists. I mean, he's just consistently putting up stats all around. And all he needs is a couple more points. And honestly, he could be you know rookie of the year he's that's how good of a season he's having he does have a little bit of an advantage because he's on OKC which is a terrible team and he's getting all the minutes he can handle and all the free reign he can handle so like if he makes a mistake no big deal you're not going to get pulled from the game 
and, you know, sat on the bench to, and be, to be taught a lesson. He's out there, you know, on a bad team and he can fail and no one cares. So, but that also helps him learn faster. So Josh Giddy is my number three guy. And I never thought I would be saying that coming into the draft, Josh Giddy, Franz Wagner were two guys in the top 10 that I would just really thought were overdrafted. And right now they are proving to proving me wrong on that, you know, and I will admit that. So I'm very proud of Josh Giddy. That's why I have him. Number three. <clears throat> Number four, I'm going to go with Cade Cunningham. Yes, he's only played 14 games, but 14 compared to 18 or 19 is not that few. Um, so through 14 games, Kay Cunningham's averaging 13 points, six rebounds, five assists, 1.4 steals, and 0.4 blocks per game. He's doing it all for Detroit. Um, and you could tell like his first few games, they were horrible, and he was truly like a deer in headlights. And since then, he has truly been finding himself and working his way through the system, playing within the team. I've been hearing the team say, and other players play, he, players say, you know, basically he needs to take the shots. He wants to be a team player and, you know, a distributor. And, you know, uh, and Jeremy Grant is taking all those late game shots and key clutch shots. But, the, you know, players around the league, analysts around the league are saying Kay Cunningham needs to go ahead and take the reins because he's pretty much the best player on this team talent-wise. And it's his team of the future. So uh, the ceiling for the rest of the season for Cade is tremendous. And he could easily contend for that Rookie of the Year title as well. So that's Scotty Barnes, Evan Mobley, Josh Giddy, Cade Cunningham. Now to number five, I have to go with Franz Wagner, believe it or not. Franz Wagner. <laughs> uh, through 21 games, he's averaging almost 13 points per game, four rebounds, two assists, one steal, and half block per game. Uh, and normally, he's pretty consistent uh, every game, you know, with 12 and 8, 13 and 7, you know, 14 and 6, something like that. So he's playing well on a terrible Magic team. But, you know, and he, in his future, on a good team, he probably is best to be a backup power forward, backup forward. But in his role right now, he's flourishing. And only the future, only we don't know what the future holds for Franz Wagner because he's on such a bad team. So it's kind of hard to judge. But thus far, what he's working with, he's been playing really well. That's all I can say about that. <laughs> now, that was number five. Number six. I'm going to give it to Chris Duarte. Now, early in the season, he was killing it, lighting it up. But since then, with Karis LeVert back, he has had to, you know, kind of take a back seat. And that's hurt him a little bit, but he still is playing well. You know, thus far, through 19 games, he's averaging 13.3 points per game, four rebounds, two assists, almost one steal and 0.2 blocks per game. And he's fitting in on a great team. Well, a, a good team with coached by Rick Carlisle, who normally does not like rookies. 
And, you know, it's kind of hard on the rookies. But Chris Duarte came in flourishing. You know, his first game of the season, he scored 27 points. So when Karis LeVert was out, you know, he had more open opportunities to do whatever he wanted. But since then, it's kind of like, okay, it's not your team now. And now, and not only is it not your team, like you need to just find a role and to where he can't flourish like he was doing. You know, they're playing Justin Holiday a lot and other Fords a lot um, as well uh, over Chris Duarte. So his minutes are dropping. But anytime he gets minutes, he still plays well. So it's unfortunate about that. But I feel that he's still a really good player. And, you know, Castlevert is due to get hurt at any moment. <laughs> you know, I, I hate to say that, but it's possible. And also, you know, TJ Warren is supposed to be coming back, but we've been hearing that for a long time. So we do not know for sure when that will be. So next on my list, I have Jalen Green, Jalen Green, who I mentioned earlier in the show, just injured his hamstring. So unfortunately, he will be out for a little while. But right now, through the season, he's played 18 games. He's been averaging 14 points, three rebounds, two assists, a half steal, and 0.2 blocks per game. Now, I have him here because, and it's kind of where I expected. I expected more points, but it's still early in the season, so I know that will come. But uh, he's been struggling with points, but he's still playing well. And the the Rockets are a really bad team, so he's got nothing but opportunity to learn and continue to grow. He and Kevin Porter Jr., there's been talk that Kevin Porter Jr. is not really the point guard he should be playing with for his game to truly flourish. But we don't know how that situation is going to play out. We will have to wait and see. And he's been playing pretty well as it is but it could be better you know so we will see how that goes but so far 14 points is not bad I think a lot of people expected him to be averaging 20 to 25 points but it doesn't seem like that's going to happen but he's still playing well it's just those other counting stats I knew would be lower that's why I had him either as co-rookie of the year or number two in rookie of the year, because I know Kay Cunningham will have those other stats and rebounds, assists, and steals, and which Jalen Green won't really put up many other stats than scoring. So next on my list, I'm going to have to go with Jalen Suggs. No, 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 no. I'm not going to go with Jalen Suggs yet. I'm going to go with Jeremiah Robinson Earl. Now, through 19 games, he is averaging only seven points, five and a half rebounds, almost an assist per game, half steal per game, half block per game. Now you may say, why do I go with Jeremiah Robinson Earl? He's been playing tremendous for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Another Thunder, you know, we have him and Josh Giddy. Um, but he is starting now. And early in the season, he was not starting. That's why his stats look so low. And, you know, they were playing Derek Favors, they were playing Isaiah Roby, all these other guys over him. And now they're realizing Jeremiah Robinson Earl is the future for this team. And he's been playing more minutes. He's been starting and playing very well and learning on the fly. 
And it's nothing to see him with 12 and eight and seven in a game, you know, consistently. So I have to give it up to him. He's been playing great. And, you know, earlier, if you listen to the shows, I had him in my all rookie team, second team prediction before the season started. And he is right on track for that. There's always one second rounder and I figured it'd be him. And here he is. So now I'll get to my guy, Jalen Suggs. He is in 20 games, averaging 12 points, three and a half rebounds, three and a half assists, one steal and a half block per game. His defense has been pretty well as well. And, you know, he's trying to run the Orlando Magic team. They haven't played with Cole Anthony, which is not easy for him. It appears that there's a little bit of a struggle with that. I believe if he was on a different team, maybe with a different system and setup, he would be playing better, but he's still playing pretty good with what he has. So I can't really complain too much about that. Um, He's been playing well. So a lot of people are disappointed, though. They think he should be playing a lot better, but it'll come. It has been more rough than I expected, but it will continue to get better and you have to trust the talent in Jalen Suggs and he eventually will hit that mark that everyone wants him to get to and knows that he can get to. Next, I have on my list, Davion Mitchell. And through 20 games, he is averaging nine points per game, two and a half rebounds, three and a half assists, 0.7 steals, 0.2 blocks per game. Now, his defense is consistent every game. He's making it hard on the top players on the other team, but his offense is, a you know, it's consistent, but not as consistent as we want it to be. As you see, averaging nine points per game. That's because some games he'll average 16, then others he'll average five or six. So, but for the most part, it's a lot of 10 and 12 point games. So he's a consistent in ways, but in ways he's not, but mainly just with scoring. Everything else is there every game. Uh, but we want Davion to continue to flourish. And right now with the Kings, uh, he's not starting, but you'll see time to time on the timesheet, he's playing 30 minutes a game. So they clearly really like him. They have a new coach now. We'll see if his game changes any uh, with that going on, but we're not sure. And we will just have to wait and see. Uh, and the Kings, you know, they, they expect to be in the playoffs. They're not a good team. Once again, they have the same team every year pretty much and expect to win I don't know why but they do and here they are kind of stuck in you know albatross or whatever word you want to use for that but I think a trade could be coming because they do not need Davion Mitchell Swipe of the Fox De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton something's going to change there and Harrison Barnes they all can go and Buddy Hill I mean he's a lot it's like five players fighting for two positions basically and that's the kind of the holdup they have there next on my list even though he hasn't played a ton Alperin Sengun uh because when he does play he he plays fantastic he's just only getting 18 minutes per game in those 18 minutes he is averaging nine points per game five rebounds two and a half assists one steal and a half block per game so We wish that there were more minutes. He deserves more minutes. He's better than Daniel Tice at this point. Um, And I I guess they just think he can't play along with 
Christian Wood, but the Rockets are, you know, one of the worst teams in the league. So clearly what they're doing with Daniel Tice is not working. You might as well try it with the more talented Alfred Sengun and let him learn on the fly. So it's interesting that you have the Rockets who are being kind of stingy with minutes for their rookies other than Jalen Green. And you have OKC just giving them out like candy. So it's really interesting, but it is what it is. And I really think in the second half of the season, Singo will be getting a lot more minutes and show his ability to flourish even more. Number 12 on my list, I have Bones Highland for the Nuggets. Averaging seven points per game, two rebounds, one and a half assists, 0.7 steals per game. Now, Bones Highland has had some standout performances. He's played well, and he's also been banged up a couple games and had some DNPs early in the season. Right now, um, they had an injury with P.J. Dozier out for the season. He had Torres ACL. We already know they have Jamal Murray out for the season or possibly coming back at the very end of the season. So right now, it's down to Bones Highland, Austin Rivers, and Monty Morris. And Francando Compazzo. So they still have four guys fighting for minutes, but at least it's not five. So we hope to see Bones get more minutes now that P.J. Dozier's out. I do expect those minutes to bump up. Right now he's averaging 15. That should easily go up to 20. And in his limited minutes, he's been playing very well to the point where he passed Austin Rivers in the lineup early in the season. And then he kind of got banged up, and he's been going back and forth and sharing minutes, him and Compazzo. But I think those minutes should go back up. He should pass Austin Rivers again, and we will see what happens with that. So the Nuggets are a very interesting team as far as what they are going to do with their rookie in the second half, Bones Island. Now, number 13, I have to go with Herb Jones. Now, you could debate and say Herb Jones should be higher on this list. I just His offensive game is just non-existent. He's averaging six points per game. Almost two, uh, well, let's see, uh, three rebounds per game, almost two assists per game, and one and a half steals per game, and 0.6 blocks per game. But those steals average averages are going to go up because it seems like every time I turn around, he's getting three steals per game. He's been killing it, and you know, early in the season, he wasn't playing as much as he is now, but he's starting a lot of games now. And, you know, some games he'll put up some good offensive numbers, but mainly he's out there for his defense. I mean, he's starting over Nikhil Alexander-Walker, starting over Trey Murphy, a lot of guys. So it's very surprising, but he was a defensive player of the year in college. And now he has taken over that mantle uh, for the Pelicans, and they're choosing defense over offense and giving her a lot of minutes. And I was talking to my guy, Lyle, who is the host of the – Hoopball Pelicans, which is now, I guess, Sports Ethos Pelicans. <laughs> and he's saying that's his favorite rookie, obviously. You know, it's his team. But his nickname is Straight Jacket Jones because his defense is so good. I love it. I was going to call him um, Herb Jones the Pickpocket or something. He said, no, no, no. His nickname is Straight Jacket Jones. And I love that. That is an incredible nickname. I cannot touch that at all so that is his nickname <laughs> and you heard it from a pelican insider at his best so herb jones is definitely one of the best defenders in this class 
and he's proven why on the Pelicans. I just hope Trey Murphy will get some minutes and be able to show his potential on the Pelicans. Now, number 14, I have to give it to Ayo Desumu. He's been playing well on the Chicago Bulls in 20 games. He's only playing 16 minutes per game, but he's still playing well in those 16 minutes, averaging six points, two rebounds, one assist, .4 steals uh, per game for the Bulls. And that's in limited minutes, you know. He's been playing very well. You have to give him a lot of respect because um, he, it's, he, he could easily be out of this lineup, but he's not. Uh, he's getting minutes for the Bulls. He's, like, he's playing too good to not get minutes. Now, originally in the season, he was getting minutes, but they said when Kobe White comes back, he'll probably lose his minutes and go to DMPs or the G League. But no, the coach said Ayo's been he's earned his spot and we said we have to find minutes for him because that's how good he's been playing. So I have to give it to him. Now, last but not least on my list, it really drops off after 14, but this could go to a lot of people. It's like a lot of people tied for 15, but I'm going to give it to the guys that had more of an impact, in my opinion. And I'm gonna say. Delano Bantan. And that is because when he gets minutes, he produces. But there's a lot of games he's in the game where he doesn't get that many minutes. So it kind of brings his averages down. But he's averaging in his 20 games played, he's averaging five points, two rebounds, one one and a half assists, a half steal per game. Um, Those numbers do not stand out as incredible or anything like that. But when he gets minutes, his numbers pop. He, he, it stands out on the stat sheet. And recently there was news on Sunday about Goran Dragic being out indefinitely with his personal issues. We don't know exactly what. But every now and then Goran would play. <laughs> so, you know, he already was sitting out a lot of games. But every now and then he would play. So that only opens up a small potential of more minutes for Delano Bonton in the future as well, because this is a player that's like six foot nine. That's played kind of like Scotty Barnes. He can play multiple positions. He can play. He's listed as a point guard, he played a point to two to three to four long ranging. And he's a guy that is a second round pick, not expected to do much in this rookie season, but he's playing very well. And, you know, if I want to give another shout-out, I could say shout-out shout to Austin Reeves. He probably would have been top 15, but his recent injury has only had him playing 10 games. So his numbers are comparable, but he's only played 10 games. So I can't really throw him in there. Zaire Williams, pretty decent. Trey Murphy, average. Uh, really hope to see more coming up from – Trey Murphy in the future, and I got to give a shout out to Cam Thomas, who's just now starting to get minutes on the Nets. So that could be something that continues to improve. And then he'll be up here, you know, in the rankings next time. So we will see about that. And like I said, when I did one of these rankings, Kay Cunningham wasn't even in the top 10 because he was just coming back from injury. So it's great to see that now he's back and he's in the top five on my Ricky Rankins, and I'm sure by the end of the season, he'll be in the top three, and it'll be, you know, a hard decision, tough decision for all of us to make about who is the Rookie of the Year. So thank you all so much for listening to another episode of the All Rookie Podcast. We got a lot of news and notes and weekend recaps out through this episode, and I appreciate you all for listening. Thank you so much. I'm out of here.
Peace.